Testing, 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 testing. Test, test, one, two, nine. 47. 32. 14. 69. <coughs> test, hold on, test. I feel like it's too loud. Is it too loud now? Oh, no, we're about even. Awesome. Um, okay, cool. Spike. I mean, my voice is just generally lower than yours is. Like, quieter. No, yours is louder than mine. Really? Because you have you, you speak at a higher tone. Yeah, but, like, I speak softly. I'm a soft, delicate flower. <laughs> okay. Okay, are you going to start? <laughs> you believe that. Um. <laughs> <coughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Six of One podcast, a curious podcast. I am one half of your host, Kyle, and beside me is Sav. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) See, I went off your vibes because I feel like you were nervous when we started. Like, this was the first time we recorded. I know. I don't know why I was nervous. He's so nervous. How was your week, I haven't introed in a while. My week was good. Um, what did I do? We went to a wedding last week. We did go to a wedding. Since the last podcast recording, we did go to a wedding. Yeah. That was, I don't know about you, but that took a lot out of me. It took a lot out of me, but it was super fun. I had to, uh, it was so much fun. It was probably, I mean, not the most fun I've ever had at a wedding. It was like top top five at least. Was, yeah, top five at least. I've only been to like five weddings. I mean, mine was fun, but I remember less of it, so. No, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I got drunker than no, I should have. That's fair. Although I got hammered at this wedding, too, so. Yeah, no, I was quite and well fucked up by the end of the night. Oh, my God, I was, yeah, it was not okay. Well, we shouldn't have, like, after-partied is the thing. Yeah, no, it was, I was, I remember everything up to the after-party. I remember almost everything that happened. Like, I'm shocked at how much I remember because I know I was very drunk. Oh, yeah. No, you were but drunk. like I have like zero blackouts. Everyone was very drunk. Your mother was so drunk. Oh my gosh, she got so drunk. <laughs> Everyone did though. Everybody oh. did. Like there was not an undrunk person in the crowd. No. At least that I knew of. At least in our crowd. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, no. Sunday was hard. Sunday and Monday was, was hard. even a little Monday hard was too. rough too. I'm like, I think we're at the point now where we take we have to take at least two days to recover from things like that. Right. Which is really sad. I don't want to get to that point. Yeah. Well, I just think we went like too too hard. Like, I don't know. Like, that's not a normal drinking night. We were celebrating. We yeah, were celebrating no. and there was an open bar, so we didn't have to pay for any of it. So Dude, that was the greatest part about it. Although when the bride, um, when we were texting her afterwards and she was like, so-and-so kept ordering shots. I was like, I got the impression that we weren't supposed to order shots, but I got like three shots. Oh. The bartender didn't even like ask me. Yeah, no. That's shots it. were fine. No, the um, the um, bridesmaids were ordering shots. Tons of shots. Right. I kept hearing them order shots. Yeah, so I was very confused by that statement. But yeah. Maybe it was just like something they weren't used to because like they had no idea. Like we tried to get a... Um, a kamikaze shot and they had uh, no idea nothing yeah. no they were not prepared yeah no that's fair but I, I i just got the sense when she made that comment although it was over text but i got the sense when she made that comment that they like they weren't supposed to give out shots i'm like well they were i mean it's very plausible because Cause it could have been just like the wedding party and yeah yeah although the other person I mean, she mentioned was in the wedding party I don't it's, know, a, I it's a classy classy estate so it wouldn't surprise me if they were like no shots you know right it was very fancy very fancy so what is our topic all right so today we are talking about instead of talking about a thing like we have been talking about we're going to talk about a person oh that's good i love that changing it up going through all of our nouns we talked about a place and a thing, and now we're talking about and a now person. now we're talking about a person. Next is oh an idea. God, an idea. Okay, so today we're going to talk about William Crapo Durant. So Crapo. for Crapo, that's his middle name. Mm. And I, I, I don't know if it's a middle name or if it's like a maiden name passed down to him because it's his mom's maiden name. It's his mom's maiden name. But Are you going to talk about that or no? Yeah, I'll talk about his mom. But mm. I'm not positive whether or not it's a middle name or like... You know, because like you could just give somebody a middle name. Yeah, that is your main name. Yeah, that sounds like a like a last name though. Like I don't think anyone just came up with the name Crapo. Oh no, I know. Like it's definitely her main oh, name. Okay. 
But like, I don't know if she they used it as a middle name or if he had like two surnames and there was another middle oh, name. Oh, oh, I got it. I don't it, think it, so. It, I, I think it. it was just his middle name. They did that a you lot. You know back what in the though? Day. I don't want to jump the gun, but I yes. was turning onto a street the other day. And it was Crapo? And it was Crapo Street because yeah. the um, administration building is on that street. Yeah, it's on Crapo. Yeah, and I was like, Crapo? Like, I, I looked at it and I was like, that's Crapo. Yeah, I actually called it Crapo once and I got laughed at by um, a Flint native back in the day. Uh, it was funny because I was like, I just didn't know. It was when I first started working know. in Flint. You gotta know, you gotta know. However, okay, so um, William Crapo... Durant was one of the leading pioneers in the automotive industry. Hmm. Although, because you don't know him, he obviously does not get as much credit as Henry Ford. No, obviously not. I didn't even know this person existed. Right. So, Billy, as they called him, Billy Durant, he was kind of a hot mess. How so? Why? How, We're going to get into it, but I just wanted to lead in with the fact that he was kind of a hot mess. When was he, he was born? very successful, but kind of a hot mess. He was born in 1961. You can be a hot mess in, oh, 1961? Oh, yeah, you could totally No, sorry, sorry, 1861. 1861? Um, that was 100 years off. Right, okay, no, 1861. Well, because I... I, I <laughs> I just think that people weren't born in the 1800s, I guess. Nobody was born before 1900. Nobody was born before I was born. <laughs> Either way. Okay. So he was born in 1861 in Boston, Massachusetts. His father's name was William Clark Durant, and his mother's name was Rebecca Folger Craper. Crapo. Craper. Rebecca Folger Crapo. Wait, Folger? Yeah, we're going to get into that, Oh, so excited. All right. So, okay, um, to be honest, I had a little interest when you told me the topic the topic of today, and yeah. now I am very interested. Oh, my God, you're going to be so interested. <laughs> this turned really interesting all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Rebecca, Rebecca Folger Crapo, she was the daughter of former Michigan Governor Henry H. Crapo. So I think that that's why the name, the road's name is Crapo, is because of the governor. Oh, you think, and not him, I not know. William C. Oh. Yeah, not not him. Well, like, there's sense. other things that are named after Billy Durant in yeah. Flint, but the the name Crape, like the Crapo Street, is because of the governor, because he's also mm. from Flint as well. I didn't know that there was. Oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know think that there was a governor. Yeah, like back in the 1800s. Wow. I should side note. We should probably side note that we sound like crazy crazies talking about Flint, just Flint, 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 Flint. But I mean, you've lived around Flint like your entire yeah, I've life. Yeah, worked in Flint for you most of my life. You went to school to Flint. I went to school in Flint. Yeah, same school. You work for Flint. I work for Flint. So like, we're kind of like Flinty. Yeah. We're pretty we're Flinty, Flinty people. We're Flintstone. We're not Flint. <laughs> in case anyone that's listening is like, what the? F- yeah, where's Why, they Flint? love Flint what, a little bit too much. What's Flint? What's a Flint? Um, oh, what is a Flint? Maybe you should say what a Flint oh, is. Oh, Flint's a city in Michigan. But I feel like you guys should know that because if you don't, then you're a little dumb. If you know Detroit. Because it's like the third largest, not the third largest, the third like most important city in, in uh, uh, I don't know. Well, it's subjective. At one point, it was the third largest I would city, say, I think. I would say it's most popular. Not most popular. Well, I no, because yeah. people talk about at least Detroit more than Flint. No, not with the water crisis. Yeah, but like, there's other things to talk about Detroit before the water crisis. Like, I think Detroit would be the most recognizable city mm. in Michigan. Most recognizable for sure. But like, as as it relates to size, in the turn of the 20th century, Flint was, I think, the third largest city. Wow. So Detroit was definitely that. the largest, yeah. and then I think you know probably like Grand Rapids in our yeah. one of those others. But maybe maybe it was the second largest because it was very it was very large like it had a, a lot of people yeah, in the turn of the twenty. Yeah, I want to say affluent, but I don't think that's the correct term. Oh, there that. are aff- there were tons of affluent. Well, people. there were a lot of affluent people, but like populous right. populous maybe is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Because it was the, you know the other place that wasn't Detroit that cars came out of. The other place. Yeah, the vehicle city. That's what the it is called. Not the motor city. The Not vehicle the city. city. No, ve- wasn't it called? Um, isn't it called um, Automation Alley? No. Isn't that Genesee County? Automation Alley? Not uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure it is. I feel like I should know that. I don't know. All right, because I don't know I'm moving on. Anyway, uh, continue. I don't know about Automation Alley. I've heard it before, but I have no idea what it means. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to Rebecca. So her father was Henry H. Crapo, but I found her on this website that talked about like distant famous people and their relatives that were also famous. Okay. And she was also distantly related to J.A. Folger from Folger Coffee Company. Oh. 
so she, distantly related. Yeah, so like they were like third cousins, cousins twice removed. Yeah. Like oh, okay. it was like they had like not like the her same brother, grandfather, great great grandfather or something. Okay, okay. So it wasn't like closely related, but Folger at least came through. She still the, probably the got name. free coffee though. Maybe she got free coffee. I don't know. Maybe they were like, I don't care. Oh, yeah. The website, by the way, was called FamousKin.com, in case you're wondering. Oh, citing your sources. I love it. As an English teacher, I love it. I mean, citing some sources, not all of them. You'd cite your sources, too, but you're like, only Wikipedia. Only? I mean, that's probably where... No, no, I didn't. There was others. I didn't cite them. I'm horrible. That's fair. Okay, but then she was also distantly related to like a crap ton of other people, including... Potter Palmer, who co-founded Marshall Fields, the department store from oh. way back in the not way oh back in the day. Oh my god, yeah. But you know, it was that and it was Marshall Fields. Hudson's and then it was Hudson's, uh, uh, Macy's, Macy's now. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Monroe, which was the the first lady to James Monroe. Mm. Susan B. Anthony. What in the hell, Susan B. Anthony? Gerald Ford. The Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses so Grant. Of, lots of uh, presidents. What? Also, Christopher Lloyd. You know, the, the guy flight, from... The, um, no, not the flight guy. The guy um, from Back to the Future. Oh, oh. Yeah, I knew you weren't going to know that one. Well, I always <laughs> think I of... Give you context, I always think of um, Lloyd Wright, right? Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright. Which is also not a Wright brother. No. No. He made houses. Yes. But there was also the right. I, I get the connection. There was like a lot of layers. Yeah, that. Lloyd. I don't know why Lloyd. <laughs> You're like Lloyd, Frank, Frank, or Light. Ah, Frank, 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 Lloyd, Lloyd Wright, 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 brothers. <laughs> Got it. Word association and me having a mush mouth. <laughs> I messed up mush mouth. You guys. didn't Let's do your exercises before this podcast, did uh, you? The tongue, the teeth, the tip of the no, the the teeth, the tongue, the tip of the no, the teeth. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. And the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Why okay. wouldn't it be a teeth? Anyway. Oh, other people. Um, Marilyn Monroe. The what? She was distantly related to Marilyn Monroe. Did I say related? Yeah. I, I There is something wrong with me tonight, so sorry, everybody listening. Also, the Bushes, FDR, and Churchill. Like the, you know, HW and W. Oh, nice. So, lots of presidents. That's a lot. So, like, how distant, though? Like... Within the realm of like they actually like conversed. They I mean, were, I don't know if they conversed, but they were all like like third cousins twice removed or fourth cousins three times removed. So it was like great grandfathers and great great grandfathers probably. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's possible. So it's possible they knew, or like some of it could be like her grand. So her dad's dad or her mom's dad's like sibling. But then like for Marilyn Monroe, she was born much after. Rebecca right. was right. born. Right, right, right. So, like, they didn't know each other because they're different generations. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I was just like, as long as, you know, because, like, everyone's like, oh, I'm related, you know, well, everyone's yeah. related to George Washington or whatever that thing is. It's like that kind of thing. But so she was more interconnected, though. Yeah. From her family. Because I also looked up William Clark Durant. Yeah. So his dad. Yeah. The only person he's famously related to is his son. Oh my god! Like that's the only that's person crazy. listed. She had so because I didn't mention all the ones that she was listed that were listed there. I just mentioned the cool ones. Oh my god! There were more. So this is Billy Durant's mom, right? Yeah, his mom. So okay. his mom was like the connections. Wow. Yeah. Moving on from that. Uh, so he's born in Boston, but then they moved to Flint like soon after. Okay. They were he was born. His uh, grandfather, who was the governor, was also a lumber baron. Okay, what's a lumber baron? Just someone that works with lumber? Like an oil baron, but lumber. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. His parents divorced when he was younger. I don't know when they divorced, I didn't say, but he, I think he was like a preteen teen. Then he ended up dropping out of school when he was 17. And he worked on the lumber yard for his grandfather. Wow. So would you speculate that is the reason they moved from Boston to Flint Town? Because of the grandfather? No, because of the lumber, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't write down what his dad did, so I don't can't remember. But his dad like didn't do anything that special. And they probably moved here because she's like, my family has money. Let's go move by them. Oh, oh could be that so too. So it's yeah. the money, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, so he dropped out of school. And it's quoted that he dropped out of school for a disagreement over morals. 
explain no further that's it so i don't know who had bad morals i don't know if it sounds like a like when you get divorced it's um Mm -hmm. because of what is it irreconcilable differences irreconcilable irreconcilable differences yeah it sounds like that (laughs) It also sounds like some like Holden Caulfield shit. Oh my god! He's yes. like they don't understand <laughs> me, you know. But then yeah, so he stopped doing that and he worked for his grandfather, but like only for a few months because he was not a fan of manual labor. You know, I'm right there with you, son. It's like I'm not chopping down any trees. Uh uh-uh. uh. But he was also very charismatic and had a flair for business. And so then he ended up landing a job. I think he did a couple other jobs before this, but he landed a job with Flint City Waterworks, which was in debt at the time that he got the job. So he was running it like he was like the the head of Flint City Waterworks when he was like before 24, because that's when like the, the cool shit started. Wow. And but he got them out of debt within like eight months. So wow. then everybody in Flint was like, ah, Billy Duran's cool. Like, uh, yeah. you got Flynn Waterworks. Approval. Approval. Out they of... They got the stamp of approval. Yeah. So, he was pretty notable after that. Should we? Take, take a break right now. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a break. And then Sounds we'll like jump into, you know, what he's actually known for. Oh, yeah. Hi, friends. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like this podcast, you can also like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is at 6 of one podcast six spelled out o f one the numeral podcast look us up welcome back to the six of one podcast we are talking about billy durant billy c durant billy c what what else about what else about mr billy here sav all right jumping into the important shit so in 1886 when he was like 24 ish i say ish because i did the math on that and i didn't write down the like i don't know what month he did this you know oh they're like 23 or 24 so he was either okay yeah, yeah, yeah but he wrote his friend had a carriage a horse drawn carriage I think it was a electric carriage. It was electric? Well, wow, okay, okay, okay. No, it was 1886, so maybe it was just a horse carriage. Either way, he He's rode gosh. in a carriage, and he thought it was dope. And <laughs> he was like, this is the business I got to get into, is carriages. Oh, um, okay. So he went to the bank, got a $2,000 loan, went to Coldwater, Michigan, Bought um, the patent for the cold water carriage companies. No. Oh. Yeah, and just like bought them out for two thousand dollars. Got okay. the rights from Schmedlin and O'Brien. It was only fifteen hundred dollars actually. So he got the two thousand dollar loan. I guess the five hundred was like overhead. Okay. Okay. And then he partnered with his friend Jay Dallas Dort. Ah. Who was a businessman? He owned a hardware store while like before this next venture that they're doing right now and he invested a thousand dollars into the company and they uh, formed the flint road cart company which it later becomes the durant dort carriage company okay so he got a loan invested it in carriages got it loan did carriages so dort his <laughs> friend acted as president and handled all the administrative stuff and durant was like i'm doing sales and promotion because that's what he had a keen like he was keen on is selling shit to people okay okay so since he borrowed the money for the company he was like we need to start selling shit right now ah so he set up a chair of jobbers they called them jobbers i'm sorry what so just salesmen i think (laughs) i don't know why they called them jobbers or maybe jobbers means something else but i don't know what jobbers means and i did not google it Because I was like, context clues, I'll get it. Yeah, right. Um, But so they went to like Madison, Milwaukee, and Chicago. Before, or by the time they finished building their first cart, Homeboy came back to Flint and had already sold 600 carts. Holy cow, before they built the first one? Well, they just built the first one. So like they were done by the time he got back, but they were like, we got one. He's like, I sold 600. Oh my God. So who was doing the selling? Was it Durant? <clears throat> yeah. So Durant was selling. Oh yeah. You know, he was really good at sales then. Mm-hmm. I see why he wanted to do the sales and promotions and all that. Right. And so in their first year, they ended up selling 4,000 carriages. Holy cow. That's a lot of carriages. 
Sorry, I lost my place because I scrolled. Um, so by the 1900s, the carriage company became the world's largest producer of carriages with $2 million in sales. In what year? In 19, the 19, the turn of the 19, or turn of the 20th the, century. Oh so my. So 1900s. God, that's a lot of money. And it's not like, in, like I didn't account for inflation. It was $2 million. That in year. that time? Yeah. I figured that's insanity. Yeah. $2 like million dollars then is like four. I don't successful. even know how many now. Maybe 12. A lot. Because I, like later I will give you like a um, inflation on something. So it's in the end. But, you know. Later, $10,000, they say, is $172,000 our time. So, really? Two million has to be a lot. If 10 is 172, then two million, billion, or million, million. is like 300. Yeah, like 100. It's got to be north of 100. Yeah. Okay. So, by this time, though, when they were selling $2 million in sales, gas powered horseless carriages became more popular. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Durant thought they were dirty and dangerous and that they scared animals. <laughs> he was like, these are gross. He was what not a, a good fan. reason to not like something. Right. They're like, Scares they're the scaring animal. the animal. Was he secretly closeted as well? Well, maybe not even just secretly. Was he, um, was he gay? Was he a gay man? I have no idea. He had multiple lives. Oh. But like, maybe. Maybe he was overcompensating. Maybe. Yeah, I just think his wives could. I think he just had two wives, though. It's not a lot. At one time? No. Oh. No, just like he had a wife. They divorced. He got another okay. wife. Okay. He wasn't a fan, but he was also a businessman. So he was like, all right, I probably should get into this game. Mm-hmm. And so he got an opportunity. Oh, no. Sorry. Side note. He also didn't like that there was little government regulation on horseless carriages oh and he a lot of people weren't happy with it so he was like if i get into the car game then i can like make them safe Ah, okay so at this point they weren't considered cars right they were still carriages or carts well they're called horseless carriages but yeah they were just cars but like basically they just took a carriage and put a motor in it and then that was it yeah so it was like a precursor to the car yeah it's like like that old car that you can see at like you know, the Henry Ford Museum. Yeah, yeah, the Model T, right? Yeah, uh, like the Model okay. T, yeah. Okay, okay. No, but like more like the Model A. I don't know what that is. That's the first one. Oh, I the only know the Model car. T. And Model T still look like a carriage, though. Yeah, carriage but with the they motor. really all did into like the 20s, I yeah. think. Yeah, no, maybe they did in that 30s, 40s. Yeah. No. I'm just remembering the Ga- Great Gatsby movie, and they looked like cars at that point. Oh, yeah, the long ones kind of looked... They still yeah. kind of resembled carriages, though, I feel like. Yeah, but they were, like, more towards the ground. They were, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But either way, so he... So I have him like this, but I read more, and he set his sights on, like, getting a car company. But also, this guy, his name was... Why didn't I put his first name? His last name was Whiting. Like the whiting. Oh, ah, the right? whiting. They're all like, you're going to recognize They're all, all related. Things. Yeah. So, dialing it back, Buick, like the car. So, his name is David Dunbar Buick. He founded Buick. And it's one of the oldest car companies. They started producing automobiles in like 1899 and 1900. And then like the business started in 1903. So, the Ford was a little bit before that. Okay. They started producing cars a little bit before that. And then okay. there's another, I think, Oldsmobile maybe started producing cars a little bit. There's two other companies. Okay. But so he started that company in Detroit in 1903 with automobile enthusiast Benjamin Briscoe, who then sold his shares to oh James H. Whiting, who was running Flint Wagon Works at the time. Oh, I'm assuming another carriage company. Yes. And so then Whiting moved Buick to Flint... And then basically just added Buick engines to his wagons. Like, that's how he did it, as I said. Oh, oh, okay. Um, he's like, I got the frame, you got the engine, let's combine them. Because Oh, I see, okay, 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 okay. Apparently, David Buick was not a businessman. Like, he could not run his company to <laughs> save his life. <laughs> Oops. Um, but then in 1904, so Whiting had only built a few cars. He called them the Model B. I think that was, like, reminiscent of the Model A. Uh, the Model A, yeah. Um, 
And then he kind of like was floundering, running out of money. And Durant, he was like, hey, Billy, because they were friends. He was like, can you invest in my company? And then Durant's like, yeah, if I could like literally own your company. Like, I'm not going to like give you money to keep running this company. (laughs) Uh, Here's money for 100% of your company. Because Durant was like a millionaire at the time. Oh yeah! Like he, well, they've yeah, they made already two million dollars right. off of that like initial run or whatever there yeah. was, right? So they were rich, and so with his salesman and marketing genius, he is the one that like basically made the Buick name, the Buick name. Oh, okay, okay. It became top of the class, outselling Ford, Cadillac, and Oldsmobile. Oh, wow! And Cadillac was around then too. Wow. Yes. Outsold all three of them. Dang. Yeah. It was a good, uh, um, right. a good decision. <laughs> it was a great decision, um, and so then Buick, using Buick as the model, along with a 15-year contract, he signed with a guy named Samuel McLaughlin, who was from Canada. He was the world's largest, or the Canada's largest manufacturer of carriages. Oh, we got international business happening now. Yeah, there's a lot of business with Canada, but like that makes sense because like it's right there. But yeah, so them, so he signed a contract to produce Buicks uh, with McLaughlin, and they Durant had this idea to start um, a combination car, like a conglomerate. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Couldn't think of the word conglomerate. A conglomerate. He wanted to bring like independent car companies together under one roof okay okay and so that's kind of what they did with the door door durant carriage company door oh door Durant. yeah 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 so what they or the durant door carriage company what they basically did is they like would either buy up other companies or they would like buy the people that make wheels and the people that make you know, turning uh, turning columns. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're like, oh, we got all y'all together. But then, so in 1908, along with McLaughlin from Canada, he opened an escrow account and founded General Motors Holding Company. Oh my God! So he founded GM. There's GM. I knew that was coming. Right? You heard Buick, and you're like, it's gotta come. It's gotta come. It's coming, it's coming. Wait, so, okay, so General Motors was, um, wait, how did, how did, roll that back again. So they opened an escrow account with the bank and they, they called it, so then there was the General Motors holding company. So basically it was, is that like, they were like an umbrella organization. Oh. And that first had Buick under them. And that was Buick and Dort Durant? So it was just Buick at the beginning, oh, but then like a Buick. month later, they bought the Olds Motor Company, which was Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile. So like a month later, they bought Oldsmobile. Ah. Um, and then like right after that, they bought thirteen other car companies and ten parts and accessory manufacturers and put them all under one, one roof. Oh my god! Under one roof. And one roof, quote oh. unquote. Okay, it was not like one, one actual production. roof. No, they all have their own production places. Dang. They just we're all together now. Um, That's a lot to buy right off the bat, though. They knew what they were doing. Well, they were like, "We're gonna run a monopoly on this car situation." Durant thought, "Yeah, that's what I think." I have in my notes. I'm like, "It sounds like a fucking monopoly." It sounds like a fucking monopoly. Because the next year, so in 1909, they purchased Cadillac and Oakland Motor Company, which eventually was Pontiac. Oh, that's interesting. Cadillac and Pontiac. That's really funny because isn't isn't Pontiac in Oakland County? Yeah. The Oh, that that's probably why Pontiac is in Oakland. It's the county seat Oakland. of Oakland County. Mm. That makes sense. Those are it's all but like conspiracy. Was it with chicken or the egg? You know. I know that's what I'm trying to think about. It's probably like, I'm assuming that the city. Oh, it's definitely the the, the city was first. City was first because named Pontiac after is named after Native Pontiac. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Pontiac um, Native American. And then the car was named after the and area. The, yep. That's what I'm assuming. This all makes and a lot also of sense. the Native Americans. Yeah. I also love that they they went to a county in Michigan. They're like, there are a lot of oaks here. Oh, it's the land of the oaks, <laughs> Oakland County. <laughs> the land of the oaks. Like real creative dudes. Where did I, well, I guess okay. So that I almost answered my own question. I was like, where did Genesee get its name from? It's That's native. probably named after somebody, right? No, it's native. Oh, it's native. Mm-hmm. The Genesee Native Americans. It's it was like I think it was a tribe. Oh yeah. Or it's like a native word. I can't remember which one. Okay, okay. But it is an indigenous um, root. Yeah, it has indigenous roots. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I can't remember where from. 
It's just on like the list, like you know, Akiak and Akiak, Ypsilanti and all that shit. A mohawk. Did you say mohawk? Yeah, mohawk is an is a Native American word. Oh yeah, but like there's not like a Mohawk County. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's why I got tripped um, up. I was like Mohawk County. <laughs> Ma Mackinac. That's another one. That's yeah, Mackinac. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, digressing. Digressing. Um, Major digression. Okay, so as you were like, ah, they knew what they were doing, buying 13 car companies all at once. No, they didn't. Because they were moving way too fast. And actually, I should have added this in here, but they tried to buy Ford. Like, he oh. had a deal with Henry Ford. And he's like, I'm buying Ford. And then he was like, yeah, you can buy for $8 million. He's like, dope. But nope. then he went back because you, you know how they had an escrow company. So the bank was involved in their business. Like they had like a board that was connected to the bank. Oh. And the bank was like, um, you've been moving a little too fast. Billy. Really? Yeah. They were like, you have been buying up all these companies. Not all of them are sustainable. Like oh. he was hemorrhaging money buying all these oh, companies. Oh, okay. But so I feel like, like he was like mean Based to an on end. your credit, because this is before credit existed. Right. Like based on your track record. We're not approving you of buying this. Yeah. So they were like, you, if you can produce the physical money of $8 million, you can buy it. And then he was like, oh, he was I can't. Like, oh, I can't do that, I guess. Yeah. So. So that's why he didn't buy. Could you, um, could you imagine, though, if he had bought Ford? Too? Right. Holy GM would fuck. be like the only game. It'd be the only in thing. Yeah, it'd be like, well, I mean, I'm in America at least, yeah. Yeah, that's, there's yeah, foreign, there's probably be foreign cars, but. Right, but the only, yeah, they'd be like the literally only game. That family would be rich as fuck. Right. All right, let's take a break. Oh, we're taking another break? Okay. And what are we going to do when we come, what are we going to talk about when we come back? When we come back, we are going to talk about where Billy fucked up. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover in the future, go ahead and email us at sixofonepodcast, all spelled out, at gmail.com. And maybe your topic will be selected for a future episode. Welcome back, everyone. We are here talking about a Billy Durant. So, Sav, how was Billy an asshole? Okay, he wasn't. I was uh, on the break. I said he was an asshole, but like he was fine. But he <laughs> fucked up, though. He fucked up, though. Um, how did he fuck up? Okay, so he was moving way too fast, as I said, and the bank was like, "All right, guy, you can't be doing this." And so he made all of these acquisitions that were not very prudent, and the corporation ended up facing a cash shortage. So the bank was like, "You gotta go." Durant, and they kicked him out of his own company. Oh my God! Yes. Who kicked him out of his own the company? The bank. Oh, the, the bank, bank and the board. Bye bye. They were like, "You gotta go." Because that's um, sanctioned. Like, could you do that today? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, if you had a board, they could be like, "Yeah, you're well, not going to run this sure. company." Um, Insane. Okay. So this was like only two years after he started the company. He ran this thing for two years yeah. and then got kicked out of it. Yeah, 1910. They were like, "Me." Who is this man? I want to be this man. You want to be him? I want to be him. Oh, that's fair. It's really fair because he was not done. He wasn't done. He wasn't done. Like, that's not the end of Billy Durant's story. Oh, my God. A few years Plot prior twist. to that, mm -hmm. there was a race car driver from Switzerland. What? And he was racing for Buick. So he was retired. And that guy's name was Louis Chevrolet. Ah, is that where Chevrolet That's comes where from? Chevrolet he was a, a race from. car driver from Switzerland? Yeah, so... Um, That's French, though, isn't it? I think he was... Yeah, French. Well, Swiss is French. The Swiss... The Swiss, the Swiss are sometimes they, French. They do speak uh, French there. Yeah, so he came... He was Swiss, but he came like through to America through Canada. Got it, okay. And uh, he, so when he was working for Buick as a race car driver, he learned a lot about design and he was like, I love this. So he designed his own engines and Durant knew this because they were friends. Because I think that's one thing about Durant is that he like, he kept his connections pretty solid. Like, as I said, mm. he was an asshole. He wasn't an asshole. People liked him a lot. Um, <laughs> and so he knew that that you know Chevrolet was working on his own engines. He was like working on some place. He had his own like shop in Detroit that he was working on these engines. And he once he got pushed out of GM, he called up Chevy 
and was like, hey, if I find some investors, um, do you want to start this shit? So one of his investors was McLaughlin. McLaughlin also still loved him and was like, let's do it. And then okay. Louis and his his brother, Arthur, they founded the Chevrolet Motor Car Company. Oh, okay. By 1916, the company had enough trading value that Durant was able to use that stock. And so GM was like falling in stock prices and Chevy was rising. Okay, okay. And so he was able to repurchase his stock in GM. Oh, my God. And he repurchased... Enough stock to have majority stock in GM. He purchased fifty-one percent of GM. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. How in could the be hell? sixty-two? I don't know. Well, yeah, at least fifty-one. At How did he have the 51. money? Or was he just sitting on that money? No, because Chevy was very successful. Oh, oh, so it drove GM down. Yeah. <gasps> so actually, like after, so I don't have these in my notes, but I read about it. So like after they started Chevrolet Motors, um, so uh, Louis was like, I only want to make fancy cars, and uh, Durant oh. was like. We're not going to sell enough cars. We only make fancy cars. So they had some disputes. And eventually, like, Durant kind of stepped back. You know, he was like, okay, do what you got to do. I'll step a little bit back. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so he was able to buy back his shares. And according to an article I read in Time magazine, when he did that, he literally walked into a board meeting at GM and said, gentlemen, I control this company. (laughs) Honestly, like, he went into the meeting. The balls. He went into the meeting, the guy that was running GM at the time, like the guy that was like the CEO. I don't think it was called the CEO, but like the president. President or whatever, yeah. Yeah. He was like, um, hi, Billy. Like, let's not start any shit. <laughs> and uh, Billy was like, I'm not here to start shit. I'm here because I own your company now. <laughs> oh, so they thought he was going to come in and just like. Be like a dick. Be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I control. Bitch, I'm your boss. I'm your boss now. Oh, my God. Uh, but going back to Chevy, there's a fun fact about it. So there are two theories that are debated. But the one I'm going to tell you is the second one I'm going to tell you is the one that was cited more times. So one one article was like, oh, yeah, they made the Chevy logo and they based it after the Swiss flag because Louis was Swiss. Like Louis Chevrolet was Swiss. Oh, I don't even know what the Swiss flag looks like. It's like that red cross. Oh. You know, it's like a oh. white flag with a red. I guess Chevy symbol is a cross. It's just. It's kind of different. different. But what probably actually happened is Durant was in Paris. He <laughs> was at a Parisian hotel and uh, he saw this pattern on some wallpaper and he was like, that's cool. And so he ripped off a piece of wallpaper, put it in his wallet, came back and was like, what about this for our logo? Oh my God. <laughs> he like, yeah, he was just like, ah, this wallpaper I stole. Oh my From God. Paris. That's great. Has anyone ever confirmed that? Did anyone call the hotel? I don't Did think so. That? Like, I, I mean, I'm sure that the people of the hotel, the the you know workers or whatever, the, the um, I want to say wait staff. That's not, that's not what they are. The like hospitality staff. Yeah, what is it called? Come and clean your concierges. Hotel no, when you clean when they clean your hotel room. Oh, the the housekeepers. Housekeepers. Yeah. God damn! I'm sure one of them came in the room and was like, "Uh, what happened? Why is their wallpaper missing?" <laughs> right. Um, and I would assume that they would tell them, and then they would yeah. contact Mr. Durant and be like, "Yo." It was 1911, though. How are they going to contact There's him? There's probably no record on that. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they had it written down, but like, how are they going to call him? They were going to pull out their International cell phone. calling. FaceTime them. They just, yeah, they zoomed him. It was like, yo, buddy, don't steal my wallpaper. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he gained, regained control and then merged Chevy into GM. Like he bought Chevy out. So oh, he Chevy's, bought Chevy out, right. Okay. That's I was wondering why or how Chevy ended up being part of GM. Yeah, he was just like, all right, Chevy's are now. Ours now. So, yeah, for the next four years, from, like, 1916 to 1920, he remained in control of GM, but he did his same old bullshit. Same old bullshit. Where he just, like, tried to buy up a thousand companies, and they did not work out He didn't learn the first time? Why did he not learn? Come on. He didn't learn. He didn't learn. He ran to another snafu, as I wrote down. So, like, that's a little bit contentious, because they were like, oh, no, it's money issues, but his wife like after he died was like nah it was a whole conspiracy they didn't want him there what so his wife was like nah like maybe it was money issues but they just didn't want him there oh my god yeah 
So he got kicked out of GM again a- four years for later. For a second time? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it, it, like the thing is, so he bought like two companies, and one of them, I didn't write down the name, I should have, but um, Alfred P. Sloan, like the Sloan Museum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was the president at the time. Of? Of. Um, GM? Yeah, he was the president of GM at the time when they kicked Durant out. Because I think he was, I think Durant at that time was like the board chair, you know, so like he controlled the company. Um, but it was kind of badass. So, like, when he came into that company, the first thing he did, so um, I can't remember his first name, but the guy that, the Chrysler guy. James Chrysler? I don't remember Chrysler's first name. Yeah, it might I be should. James. I should. I don't. Either way, Chrysler, he was running GM at that time when he came back. And uh, the first thing he did was fire that dude. <sighs> Sloan? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he fired that dude, and then he, like, you know, made another guy. Um, President. He gave another guy. So the the guy was making five thousand dollars a year. He upped his salary to fifty thousand dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> in what time? Like the ni- wait, 19- no, no. His salary 30s? was fifty thousand dollars a year. He upped his salary to five hundred thousand dollars <gasps> a year. In the twenties, thirties. Yeah, dude. Uh, and he was like, and then he had him run Buick. I mean, that's a lot of money today. That's yeah. like Jeff Bezos' money today, right? And then, like, he, he made a lot of changes when he first came in. Um, okay, but, yeah, then he, you know, fucked up again. Or they just didn't want him there. But, yeah. So, Alfred P. Sloan, who he was cool with, was the one, though, that was present at the time that he got pushed out again. But it was really the bank's decision again. Damn. They didn't want Do him there. Do you think that um, the Sloans are kind of, like, the Sloans and the Durants have a little bit of a family beef? I don't know. Because of this? I don't think so. Because I did read a little bit about Billy's daughter and I can't remember her name but she because I didn't write it down I was like it's not important but now that I remember it I'm gonna tell you um but she was really into planes oh and uh, she never wanted to fly a plane but um she got introduced to planes after meeting like Amelia Earhart oh my god and then she <laughs> no also I met him she also <laughs> flew around the world but like somebody else flew her around oh, the world oh. but like she went around the world like that was her goal in life she fucking loved planes Oh my god, that's great. Yeah. So, um What was my follow? I had a follow-up question. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, oh, d- are there any Durants still alive? Or are you going to get to that? I don't know. Okay. So no, I'm not going to get to that. I don't <laughs> think there's anybody with the last name Durant that's, you know, closely oh, related to the family cuz I don't think they had a lot of kids, him and his wife. So like if there are people in that family, they probably have different last names now. Uh. If you are listening and you are a, de- a descendant of a Durant or a Sloan or anybody mentioned in this podcast, please email us. Right. Because I want to know. I mean, there might be, but like at this point, like there are no, there are no big players in Flint right now, right now with like either of those names because I feel like I would know them. Yeah, yeah. Like I would have heard of them. Yeah. And they're not. So they at least moved out of the area. Okay, pause. I gotta get um, out of here. Yeah, sorry, my cat is. Um, he's doing that <laughs> thing that cats do, where they do not want to leave. <laughs> he went floppy. He was like a floppy disk. He's a floppy disk. Um, like a floppy disk. <laughs> floppy disk. Um, did you see that TikTok where like somebody was like, "Well, floppy disks aren't actually floppy," <laughs> and it's like they were f- like, I guess if you like, what's your definition of floppy? I don't know why they were called floppy disks because I don't are think floppy. they're floppy. They're not floppy. I mean, they're they're technically if you shake them, they flop. Everything's floppy, right? Like, really. I, it's just if you have a stringent definition of floppy, where it has to be like limp. Is that called a limp disk? Is that called a limp disk? It's called a floppy disk. <laughs> can be hard and floppy at the same could you time. That's what she said. Called, uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, could you imagine if it's called a limp disk? A limp disk. I feel like limp biscuit would just be limp called dick. limp disk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. On that note, let's take a break and come back to more about uh, Mr. Billy Durant. If you would like to advertise with our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Just send us an email to six of one podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com. That's six of one podcast at gmail.com. Okay, back to Durant. Anyway. So Durant got pushed out in 1920, but he was like, eh, eh, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, he was not done. He's coming back a third time, Still guys. Not he's done. coming he's back like, a third time. He's like, when was he born? 
Going back to my top. 80, he's like 60 now. So yeah, he was born 61, right? Yeah, so he's like 60 now, right? Damn. 1920, yeah. Um, and he's still kicking it. Wow, most people were dead in this time at 60. Let's I be mean, real. I mean, somewhere. But like he was rich, so like, yeah. It's fine. But yeah, so he got pushed out and he decided to start a new motor motor company. And this time, like this is the first. Another one. This is the first time he named a motor company after himself, though. Which is kind of respectable because like he did not like so Ford named Ford Ford, right? Chevy named Chevy Chevy. Oldsmobile named Olds. Like his last name was Olds. Oh. You know, like all of them were like, oh, yeah, our name Cadillac. That guy's last name was Cadillac. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Chrysler. no, because it was the um, Durant Dort Carriage Company, right? Yeah, so the first one he did, but oh, like yeah. he at least like was like, oh yeah, he gave it up. Josiah also gets like, yeah, he gave it up, but like he gave it up for General Motors. That's true, but like there, like he was very stringent about the fact that like he wanted this company to be General Motors, not like Durant something. Yeah. So no, that's I mean that's pretty good. You can tell he wasn't a super cocky, conceited guy. Yeah, he was just like. I mean, he was just like in a different way, you know, because he's yeah. like, I can do everything. But he wasn't like, I need recognition for no. doing it. Right. No. But yeah. So he opened Durant Motor- Motors and in it was kind of a flop. Yeah. So that was like in 1921. Like literally. I, say, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard of Durant Motors. Before. No. Like there's actually. So there was like a website that I saw. There are some people that are car co- like like are collectors of Durant Motors, but it only ran until 1933. So it was only like. 10 years oh wow that's not long at all yeah and i guess kind of amazing that it ran that long (laughs) because like it was really affected by the stock market crash in 29 oh yeah yeah yeah. good old Um, 29 because like even after he got fired from general motors right he was still filthy rich Oh, yeah. As one Durant was filthy rich. I mean, he's been making all this money on all uh-huh. of these cars. And he was super into the stock market for, like, his whole career. He fucking loved the stock market. Oh, he played the stock market? He too? played the stock market. And that might have been why he was also yeah. filthy rich. But, you know, yeah, so on Black Tuesday, you know, the day. Oh, yeah, the day. The day of the crash. I was like, Black, is, isn't it Black Friday? No. Yeah, Black Friday is. <laughs> yeah, no. Couple Black Tuesday, like, right before the crash happened. He, with, like, the Rockefellers and all other big investors. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah, so they all got together, and, like, everybody else was like, don't do this, don't do this. But they bought a whole bunch of stock to, like, try to support the market. Okay. So it wouldn't crash. Oh. Like, it's like a last-ditch effort to try to make the market not crash. Oh, wow. Interesting. So then they all lost a shit ton of money <laughs> because it still crashed. Because it still crashed. They just... <laughs> oh right. God. But, like, they were trying to, do, like, oh. help it. I mean, admirable. Because a lot of people, like, report, they're like, oh, no, just bad decision-making. But, like, they knew what they were doing. No, they yeah. knew that they were trying to, like... They knew that they could lose. Like, yeah. they knew it was yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they like said, we're not gonna let that happen. Well, we're gonna try and not let that happen. Yeah, so that happened, and then Durant Motors died in 1933, and so he was broke, broke by 1936. Oh, Durant literally filed for bankruptcy in Durant Yeah, no, he had millions of dollars. He's broke, broke. <laughs> it's because he sent it all away in the um, stock, market, stock market, and he made other bad decisions. This is why you don't invest, everyone. But luckily for him, a lot of people at GM were like, oh, Billy Durant is not having a good time. So he did have a pension from GM that was arranged by Alfred P. Sloan. So Sloan was still cool. He was like, all right, man, like, we'll help you. And so he made $10,000 a year with that pension, which is $173,000 compared to 2018 was when they compared it to. Wow. Okay. Which I feel like is still a song. Like, That's, it's great. Yeah. But, like, a solid mom. not when you're a millionaire, I guess. No, I mean, it's chump change when you're a millionaire. Chump but. change. So, after Poor that, guy. this dude was still not kind of done. Like, he was done, but he wasn't done. He opened a bowling alley in Flint, and he had a vision to create a chain of bowling alleys with, like, restaurants in them. So, like, how bowling alleys are now. <laughs> he was, like, a visionary still. What? Yeah, he was, like, we're going to have a whole bunch of bowling alleys. They're going to be like family fun centers. Because at that time, bowling alleys weren't like family fun centers. No. And he so was like... when was this? Family fun centers. Um, I didn't write it down, but it's like 
1937, 30 something, yeah. The late 30s. Wow. Um, but so he really wanted to do that, but it did not work out for him. Yeah, I could. And then in 1942, so he bought a Cinnabar mine in Goldfield, Nevada. And so Cinnabar is an element that contains mercury. So it was mined for mercury to use in like thermometers and shit. Not Cinnabon. Not Cinnabon. Cinnabar. <laughs> yeah. No, I read that too and I was like, Cinnabon. It's definitely Cinnabon. Um, yeah. So when you go to the mall and you get some Cinnabon, they had to mine that for you. So like, be thankful. Oh, yeah. There are indentured servants. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mining your Cinnabon. Your Cinnabon. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, That's why it's so good. Um, (laughs) Because it's mined from the luscious mines of the icing hills. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, 1942, he had a Cinnabar mine. And he actually got into it because he was pretty sure the government was going to subsidize it through defense contracts because, like, they use mercury and defense shit, I guess. But that didn't actually happen. He thought it was going to happen. It didn't happen. And then, so when he was 80, he went to visit this mine. And he climbed to the mine's entrance on foot, which was like a long walk. And he was inspecting his mind. mine. Mine. Mind. Mind. Um, he was inspecting his mine, making sure his business was running good in Nevada. Mm-hmm. He comes back to Flint. A few mm-hmm. days later, he had a stroke. Oh, my God. And he was partially paralyzed because of it. Oh, poor guy. And so I thought something was going to happen in the mine. No, no. He just exerted himself too much and had a stroke. And so after that, he came back to Flint. Oh, he was back in Flint. He and his wife had, like, fucking no money. I don't know why, but they moved to New York City into an apartment. I guess it was probably cheaper back then. It was probably cheaper and less to manage because he had a stroke. He probably couldn't, you know. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if his wife had family there. I tried to look up shit on his wife. Nobody like nothing. Yeah. I mean, there are some things, but like I had to pay for them because there are some <laughs> books where people like talk to his wife later in life. Oh, like, yeah. What about your husband? Was it Ancestry.com? They were like, you need to pay for the worldwide subscription. No, Bullshit. no, no. There's like literal books. I'm like, so like nah. Amazon was like, buy this book. And I'm like, first of all, I don't have enough time because I was doing these notes earlier today. Um, <laughs> I mean, I started them on Tuesday. Unless I you can ship me my book within the next two hours. Right. Like dro- drone it to me, Amazon. <laughs> but yeah, so he... Whatever happened to that, by the way? The drones. Oh, I think it still happens in like cities. Oh, does it? We just are too like BFE for that. Oh, I want a drone. Yeah. I was promised drones and they never delivered. It reminds me too much <laughs> of the last season of uh, Parks and Rec, though. Do you remember, like, the futuristic season of Parks and Recreation? No, no. Oh, well, never mind. But, yeah, they have, like, a company that is founded in Pawnee, and then they end up giving people presents based off of, like, data mining. Like, they mine, data mine oh people, God, and then they, great. like, just send them random presents. Oh, my God. Okay, now I need to watch Parks and Rec. The rest of it. I don't think I've seen that far. Yeah, no, that's the literal last season. And so it's, like, futuristic, but it's 2017. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's how old it is. Okay, so he yeah. moved into an apartment in New York City with his wife. Um, mm-hmm. He tried another venture selling, like, balding cream. They said hair tonic, <laughs> but somebody else was like, motherfucker sells balding cream. Hair tonic. It's the same thing. Hair tonic and balding cream. Yeah, so he was, like, trying, still trying to get in the game. Like, still trying to, like, make it Damn, he was a years He old. was a bonafide Pirelli. Hashtag yeah. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> He also wanted to write a memoir, and he had, like, a writer with him that was going to write his memoir for him, and he couldn't because he couldn't speak coherently because of the stroke. At one point in 1946, he wanted to go back to Flint, but he couldn't because of his health. And in 1947, he died. Oh, that was abrupt. How? Yeah. Heart complications attack? of no. the stroke, I think. Uh, complications he just was old. Okay. And he was 85 at he that was, point. Yeah, I was going to say. And he had done a lot in his time. Yeah. Um, by the time of his death, he was broke as fuck. Oh, well, yeah. They had to sell some of their paintings and valuables oh. to pay for his medical expenses. That's so sad because, like, okay, so he didn't, he never had kids, though, right? Did he? He did. He at least had a daughter because I saw some information about her. Oh, yeah, you just said daughter. But I mean, by this time, he's 80, so she's a grown-ass woman. 
Yeah, but she's like married herself. You know, you grow up, you know that your dad is yeah. Billy Durant. You're like, you know, he's so successful and all this like shit. He was then, a millionaire when he was like 25. Yeah, and you get nothing when he, he dies. He gets nothing. She got, she got zilch, nothing. I'm assuming. Yeah, she was a socialite and she married really rich, so she oh, was well. probably fine. Um, she was 100%. She was just flying around the world with a millionaire heart. Like, well. she was fine. No, that's a good point. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, they were broke. And yeah, it's very sad. Damn. Because he built so much during his whole life, and he, yeah, he saw nothing of it. I mean, he oh, saw yeah. nothing of what happened after 1947. No, yeah, no. Which, I mean, is good, too, because he didn't see all the times that, like, GM fucked up after that. No, right. <laughs> but they didn't have Billy Durant to blame. Well, that was 20 years later that that happened. That, was, that yeah. wouldn't even happen in his lifetime. He would have had to have been over 100, and no one right. today lives that long. Well, I mean, people do, but. Yeah, it's fair. But they don't live that, like, like not always. Like, none of my grandparents lived that long. Yeah, no. Zero no. of my grandparents lived till right. eighty something. No, that's 87. true. That's true. That's a good point. I have some more fun facts about him, though. I think one of mine is I don't remember the ages they all have passed, but I think the last ones I have living are eighty and sixty. Sixty. Eighty something and sixty something. Yeah, I know. Dang. I have a really young grandma. <laughs> Connie's sixty. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. Crazy. My bad. My parents are sixty. She's eighty now. Okay, I was like, that doesn't make any when sense. When my parents were your parents 40, she was 60. Your parents are 60 now. She had her 80th birthday a couple years ago. That was a major <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> That's the funniest my thing. Bad. What? My bad. You just like, she's just... She's 80 Just now. 60 in your mind forever. Yep. I mean, I don't know why. She, everyone's aging. always 60. Anybody that's older than me is well, 60. Well, when Kyle's grandmother turned 60, she got a Dorian Gray painting and she <laughs> put it in the closet, so she's still 60. <laughs> She it's has not truth. looked at it. And it's she the truth. She's just perpetually 60. Okay, so other what fun are interesting facts. facts yeah. According, well, this one's not a fun fact. This is just a fact. According to a website called treehugger.com that I found some information on. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? It was called treehugger.com. And this is they related had an article to, on him. to, to uh, Durant? Yeah, they had like a whole article on him for some reason. Why? I don't know why. Why? Um, I think the article was actually talking like, like it got into and like, was he an arborist by chance? No, but it got into like the stuff GM does in the like electric car game. Yeah. So it, this was it, just it, in like the history of GM. Yeah, that makes part. sense. That, that's um, I looked up a lot of stuff and I'll tell you at the very end why I looked up a lot of stuff because I thought there was a story about Billy Durant. That's a cool ass story, but I could not find another source on it. Like I read it years ago and I could not figure it out. You couldn't find it again? Yeah. Not one thing? Yeah. So I feel like it was like a fever dream. Is this like a Bernstein Bear situation? Uh, yeah. Mandela effect? It kind of feels like it, but I feel like I just couldn't find the right search criteria. Oh, and like I, I went down a it. rabbit hole one day <laughs> and I couldn't find the same rabbit hole. <laughs> but okay. So... According to this website, they listed Durant as an alcoholic and said he had a gambling problem. And that contributed those things to his... Well, that tracks. Yeah, his grandfather, though, was like, this dude can't pass a bar without going into it. When Um, he was in his early 20s, so like... See, I mean, based on his history, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know about the alcoholism because people can be you know, right. hidden about his about their alcoholism. But gambling, yeah, he kept fucking buying up shit. Like, yeah, I mean, this yeah, is gonna be, least, so, I'm gonna be so rich. He kept right. buying shit. And he it at never least happened. gambled with his life, so it makes sense he to be gambled, like, gambled on life. the ponies too. Like, <laughs> not far off, was, I guess. He was uh, um, at the track every other day. Other companies which he helped make household names. I think they they were all under GM for a little bit. Is Frigidaire? Frigidaire was owned by GM. Yeah, like he Fuck. bought out Frigidaire, and like he when he bought Frigidaire was one of the ones that were like, "Why did you buy this?" <laughs> yeah, like the bank was like, "That's hemorrhaging money, so cool." But like uh, now everybody knows Frigidaire. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, like at the time it wasn't a very popular yeah. company yet. Yeah. Well, because fridges were expensive, and it was before they figured out how to make them more marketable. Oh. And less expensive. Um, peep a future episode, foreshadowing. Right. No, I definitely thought that when I was writing that down. We haven't recorded it yet, but we will eventually. Eventually. <laughs> you'll hear about probably fridges. Also, Delco and AC Spark Plug, which are Delco. pretty. Delco. Why does it sound familiar? It's a local. I mean, it's a very large company in the United States, but it's also a local company as well. Delco. What do they do? Delco. Cars? Um, yeah, cars. Not cars, but like car shit. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. And then like AC spark party? plugs make spark plugs. Uh, yeah. They're, they're yeah. So okay. like Delco makes something else for a car. I don't know what it is. I didn't look it up. But he's also credited him and Dort together are credited 
of bringing Charles Stuart Mott to Flint. Like, they're the reasons what? Charles Stuart Mott came to Flint in the first place. How? Why? How do they figure? they were friends with him. And they were like, hey, you should bring your... Because he had a wagon company, too. Everybody had a fucking God wagon company it. back in the day. But he had a company. And they are like, least. come to Flint with your company. And he's like, all right. Yeah. What? Yeah. I want to know how they met. Oh, they must have met through the, through the, the grapevine, through the yeah, wagon. Yeah, because he traveled all grapevine. throughout the fucking country when he was selling for GM, Not? you know? Oh, yeah. Or before GM, Durant, like, yeah. even with Durant Dork Carriage Company. Like, he was all, and then he was all over the world. Like, I, I'm saying it's sad that he was broke when he died, but he lived a pretty kick-ass life in those, like, years that he did oh, own yeah. shit, when he you was know? Doing, when he was doing well, for sure. Yeah, like, he was fine. For those listening, the Mott as in, like, well, one, the Flint Mott, but also, yes, the applesauce Mott. Well, the Flint Mott is related to the applesauce Mott, but they're not. They're also like distantly related. Like they're of the same family. Yeah, but like it's like a grandfather. It's like a branch off from like a great great a great grandfather or grandfather. You know. Yeah, it's still the same um, like same last name though. Not like it is. You know, and and Charles Stewart Mott did bring some Mott applesauce Mott's Mott applesauce apples to Flint, and there are some Mott apples like the same breed of apples that Mott applesauce uses in Flint. <laughs> Fun fact. I didn't know that. That's yeah, so cool. He brought apple Mott's applesauce apples to Flint and was like, yeah, these like are my secret special apples. Here you right. go. <laughs> that's how he sounded. That's exactly. That's what I imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like. That mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah. So if it wasn't for Durant, Flint wouldn't be where it is for today for a lot of reasons. Oh, well, but yeah. also bringing CS Mott to Flint was part of it. But also, you know, mm-hmm. creating GM was part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, I I think any any one of those things alone, right, would be enough to lift Flint, you know, yeah, to to make Flint a notable city. But um, also combined, all together, yeah, it's even more so. Another fun fact: J.P. Morgan, the the J.P. Morgan at the company, the literal guy, the literal guy. He uh, called him a unstable visionary. You know what, J.P. Morgan? You're an unstable visionary. He's not wrong, though. He was an unstable visionary. He was. He was like, unstable, for sure. He could see, though, he knew that shit was going to go down. You know, like, he was like, like, Durant, you know? Durant was like, this is how the world's going to work in the future. And he was right. He was a visionary. He could see the future. Yeah. Yeah. And leaning into that, I was reading on a Genesee History website... Like the Genesee Historical Society website, mm-hmm. they had an article on him, and this is a quote from Durant himself. Yes. Ooh, let's listen. Most of us will live to see this whole country covered with a network of motor highways built from point to point as the birds fly, the hills cut down, the dales bridged over, the obstacles removed, highway intersections will be built over and under and through the lanes and present dangers of motor travel. One after one after another will be... Oh, sorry. And present the dangers of motor travel one after another will be eliminated. Want to talk about a fucking unstable visionary? Right, but like he fucking—that's like he knew. Shit. He knew that the highway system was going to be built. Right. I mean, this is—I don't know when he was quite credited with this, but like I—I get. I would. Why does someone talk about that? I'd figure some highway system was created before he said that, but he's like not the the whole country's going to national have it. highway system because yeah. that was Eisenhower. Eisenhower built that. Oh really? And Eisenhower's like six. 70? Oh, no. Something? Eisenhower was before the 70s. Oh, was it? I don't know. We just did, you know, at trivia last night, there was a ton of president questions. And you failed all of them? Um, We got one pretty wrong. We had to do like an order of presidents. Oh, I probably would have fucked that up too. Although maybe not. So he was. Oh, yeah, he died in Yeah. So he, he. No. Oh, yeah. He was born in 1899. So if that was him, he was president from 53 to 61. But still, like, like he was. Durant oh. was dead before the highway system. 1956 happened. is when the Highway Act was introduced. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Durant was dead at dead. that time. Dead. But that doesn't mean that no there idea. weren't, like, highways before that. That was when, like, no, all I mean, the sure, I'm sure there were happened. longer roads. They weren't. I don't know if they were called highways. Right. Maybe they called them highways, but they weren't, like, it wasn't part of the 
the highway national system. highway system. Yeah. So yeah, now he was he was like, nah, there's gonna be a highway system and we're gonna cut down hills and we're gonna put bridges up and that's the part that I the highway intersections will be built over and under and through lanes. That's so specific. It's so accurate though. And so ac- I mean like think about that like part of um and it, there's a part in Flint too but like when you go to Detroit and there's like oh my god no, or other I know, huge cities I know what you're but talking like about, even in Detroit Flint, yeah or in Flint there's like five highways five stacked on top like just stacked on top and it's yeah. always so scary I always hate driving on it or under it or through it <laughs> oh my god going to bigger cities is even more terrifying like we oh, went yeah. to um when I went to Boston so confusing because Boston is confusing because it's not so Detroit you know is in a grid system. Yeah. Boston's a fucking circle. It's a circle, yeah. It's a goddamn circle. Like, how that. are you going to get that. around the circle? I've heard it's the worst city to drive in Boston. It's not fun. But it's not fun. And I was also like 20 when I drove there. Mm. So I was a you child. You have the confidence of today. No, but my That's thing terrifying. is, yes, it's specific, but what other option do they have? Yeah, it's fair. But, like, he, he was like, this is going to happen. You know, but, like, that's the thing, too. It's like he had an idea. He said it. He had an idea. He did it. He didn't just sit around and, like, fuck he had around. An idea, like, he, said it. He, he made moves. He did make moves. He made moves. He made waves. He made strides. Strides. And that's uh, that on Billy Durant. That was so insightful. I didn't even know that he existed. And now I know about right. a whole other side of basically Flint. I feel like he should be prided just as much as Henry Ford is and more because Henry Ford was a Nazi. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think he's little known in comparison to Ford, which is sad, unfortunate. But, you know, that's the way history works. That is the way history works. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode. And um, we hope you come back next week. And in the meantime, we hope you stay stay curious. curious. Six of one.